The three men had been sprawled there in the shade of the big flame of the forest for nearly two hours, but although it was very hot and almost intolerably muggy, they had not slept. There was a feeling of tension behind their air of easy-going relaxedness. It showed in the way every now and again one of them would check over his gun. The Sikh in the orange turban had an American self-loading Garand rifle, and the other two had revolvers, one a British Army officer's issue Webley, and the other a much-abused Smith & Wesson dating from the early years of the century. This last was hardly reliable at a range over five yards, but none of the three expected to use it at even this distance. The people of the village just below the slight hill on which the solitary flame of the forest stood had taken some time to get used to their visitors, but an hour after their arrival they were left almost completely to themselves. The old women squatting outside the huts gossiped away as they pounded the corn, and hardly so much as glanced across at the three of them in the shade of the big tree. The little children tumbled and played unconcernedly in the dirt. Over in the fields, still muddy from the monsoon rains which had hardly yet finished, the men, naked all but for a cloth round their waists, and the women, with their harsh red and green saris tucked between their legs, bent low over their work as they had done all their lives, and would go on doing. Afterwards. Nor did any of the villagers pay much attention to the bullock cart that had lumbered past about the same time that the three strangers had settled down under the flame of the forest. It came from the next village south, and its driver was known to them all. A notorious ne'er-do-well, Bolu, much gossiped about because once a year or so he would make his way right up to Pune, toiling over the sharp ascent of the great guts, and there he would lose every anna he had been able to lay his hands on in whatever gambling games he could find. With a man like Bolu, it was not in the least surprising that he should drive his lumbering beasts through the village, going this time north away from Pune, on the road which led eventually to the distant, teeming city of Bombay, and then abruptly seemed to lose interest and stop. He had halted in the shade of a small banyan tree by the roadside. He had had at least that much sense, and there he had stayed, letting his great, heavy-horned beasts lower their heads and tug discontentedly at the few tufts of grass growing there. A hundred yards or so down the road, a gang of men, some of them recruited from the village, were at work mending the embankment where it had fallen away during the first heavy monsoon rains.